Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multidimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and today we are talking with my good friend and also Kundalini teacher and instructor, Tar- Taran Harpal. I always forget if I say that correctly. So, um, but first, let's hear from our sponsors, and today we will be hearing about lots of amazing things about kundalini yoga super excited hello hello everyone and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey this is your host ayahuasca car and today we have a good friend an awesome kundalini teacher, Taran Harpal. Please tell me if I'm saying that correctly. Oh, it's completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so um, you and I met, I don't know, two and a half years ago. And I'm pretty sure we met in the, the ayahuasca community that I organized here in Tucson. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. And... Um, as we were talking before we hopped on here, I'm unable to hear you now. Oh, you're unable to hear me. Yeah, I hear you now. You hear me now? Okay, okay. Tell me if I cut out again. That that would be good because we want to make sure you can okay. hear me clearly. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I just I, as I was telling you, um. We were getting to know each other. I think you came, you even came to one of my uh, cacao ceremonies. And then one day you came into a, a group circle we were having and you just walked in and you're wearing like all white. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's totally changed. And my first thought was, was like, did you do a bunch of ayahuasca? and then yeah and i remember you were actually you were talking that day you were a speaker now i'm remembering and um that's not what happened kundalini seemingly changed your life that's right so uh yeah that meeting that i was wearing all white that you recall that was actually during uh yoga teacher training i had come directly from the studio uh to that meeting and we actually met uh, a little bit before Mm -hmm. I joined the uh, ayahuasca community we met at oh like this uh, tantric thing like sometime before that yeah (laughs) I remember that oh you got good memory yes you're totally right yeah with Debbie I think is her name yeah yeah and um Wow, incredible memory. Thank you for helping me recall that. And yeah, and so just a little bit of background, and then um, you're going to just take us through your story, and we're so grateful that you're going to kind of tell us a few things about Kundalini, why it's so incredible, and so on and so forth, and your kind of your journey with it. Um, so for me, you know, when I first started sitting with ayahuasca, I would sit individually with a woman and she would play this music. I mean, actually, before I even sat with the medicine, she would play this music um, by the artist Natam Carr. And I didn't even know what that life was about. I didn't even know what she was thinking about. All I knew is that 
it was pulling these strings at what I know now to be my soul. And her voice was just so incredible. And I would hear her music a lot um, in ceremony and just be so connected. And then one day I went to the studio that you actually teach at and they were going over some mantras. And I was like, to my surprise, I was like, oh my God, I, I already know these. I don't need the sheet they were handing out to everyone to, to follow. And so uh, that just to me confirmed like this innate connection I have with this, um, with this practice, with this, uh, they call it technology a lot. They call Kundalini technology. Um, so it would be awesome if first you could be like, just you maybe explain to people who have no idea what Kundalini yoga is, um, what the practice is. Um, yeah, maybe just go into that for a second. Of course. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, typically, like if you Google Kundalini yoga, it will tell you Kundalini yoga is the yoga of awareness. But uh, what does that mean? You know, like it's just for most people, it's just words. And when I first Googled it, because I didn't know what it was, it was just words for me. Um, this is a type of yoga that gives you a direct experience of what it means to be you when we remove all of the limits that we ourselves place on and society uh, place on the individual. Mm-hmm. So uh, through physical uh, asanas, we get to rediscover the physical body so that we can get to experience life uh, from a different point of view, from a different angle. We are literally uh, changing the uh, center of gravity of the body. Therefore, we have a different point of view uh, to everything. And there is a moment in the life of everybody, of every soul, in which uh, we'll remember who we are on that day. And when that happens, we'll know whether our intentions, our current intentions are destroying us or enlightening us. And at that moment, we have to choose to be one with the light or to keep living as a shadow, you know, wasted potential in the shadows. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for me, uh, that's what Kundalini Yoga gave me that realization that I'm something so much larger than what I thought I was and that much larger than anything that the mind might suggest we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're so right. Anything that gives us access to what's beyond what we've been imprinted with, right? <laughs> uh, Correct. Whether- through the family, society, and then to become awakened to this whole other part of yourself. And I I would love to hear more on a personal level for you. Um, For a long time for me, I didn't even know another part of myself existed. I was Mm -hmm. so deep into um, not just shadow, but, um, you know, I, uh, I think I really appreciate kundalini because of its emphasis on the central nervous system too 
Mm -hmm. For a long time, I was really stuck unknowingly in my sympathetic nervous system. So my Mm -hmm. perception of the world was fear and just fear, 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 fear. Um, And to live in that is not fun, to say the least. (laughs) Oh, absolutely Um, not. So what, what about you, though? So like you were obviously on a path, like as we were talking prior, you had already experienced several schools of yoga you had been seemingly on a on a maybe you were seeking maybe you weren't but what kind of really drove you um to the to the ayahuasca ceremony to the kundalini what really pulled you in there is um a path of yoga Mm -hmm. uh called uh, bhakti yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, but what yeah. bhakti uh, means for those that are not familiar, what it really means to me from my experience is to learn to recognize uh, the face of God in everyone and everything. Yeah. And from that moment, uh, you start to treat one another and to act in the world in a way that is in alignment with that divinity yeah. that you're seeing. So we treat everybody with respect. We uh, don't curse. We uh, eat a clean diet because it is an act of devotion. You turn everything into an act of devotion. Yeah. So in that recognition of God being in everything, you lose fear. And when you don't have fear anymore, you can dare to be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be more. Yeah. So that's what's drawn me to uh, many different uh, paths of uh, self-healing. Just to be more, to be closer to uh, that which I know to be true. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's... Um... I, I love that. Um, I have learned that concept. Um, I've been, you know, studying and practicing a lot of Tibetan Buddhism. And um, in Buddhism, they talked about, or they talk about um, seeing the Buddha and everybody in yourself and recognizing the Buddha um, and everyone you come across. And that kind of reminded me when you were saying, like, you know, when you mm-hmm. come in contact to transform the interaction this is how I see it, I guess, is to something else, you know, um, I will admit I'm still very human and I'm still evolving on a lot of levels. Um, and judgment sometimes sucks the divinity out of a moment. However, um, you know, with mindfulness and with my breath, I can come back and shift, which is mm-hmm. great. We all need tools. Um, and the other thing that it made me think of is in the ayahuasca experience it's like you really begin to see how we're all related and we're all connected and once that part of you is open i don't know if you experience but you can't like you can't go back to not knowing that because it's correct it's been like all right dude here's the real deal you asked for it so (laughs) and so just yeah um 
yeah so that was kind of so you were studying bhakti and you were opened and aware to this and um and then how did you find kundalini um i was uh actually enrolled at a different studio to teach hot yoga Yes. And, you know, like yoga, like in a steam room, basically, yes. super yeah, yeah. hot. <laughs> and I had a few weeks before that training started, uh, before the start of that training. Um, there was this yoga studio that I had always uh, wanted to try that I, I found when I was looking for teacher training. Mm-hmm. And I just went there one day mm-hmm. at whatever random class by myself and I loved it. Um, I bought that very same day a monthly pass and I went to every single class the studio had for, uh, I would say, at least a month. And then I kept going and going and going and going. And it was something I was missing uh, that I didn't know I was missing. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So you really did go there. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. And um, gosh, um, I'm trying to think here. What what else can we uh, really dive into? Um, well, how how do you feel like it's changed your life on a? What's coming to mind is like maybe like a heart level. Um, there's a lot of things that we can change ourselves physically and. Uh, mm-hmm thing but maybe maybe like on a, a heart level a soul level how do you think it shifted you mm-hmm. and and your reality well my heart is at peace now mm. um my my world is at peace um which is something that i didn't always have before uh for many years i, w- I was a very uh self-destructive person even with patterns of behavior that um, even to today's standards are considered normal. Many of them are, I mean, are horrible for you. Things that we tolerate day and day. Um, And I had many of those. So uh, while I was practicing uh, Kundalini yoga, um, it acts so quickly not just on your heart, not just uh, on you physically, but you're directly uh, using the nervous system and the endocrine system, mm-hmm. which, and you put them both to work towards the same goal, which is fantastic because you can see uh, change happening uh, so much quickly and the way you feel um, about everything starts to change. You start to see people with different eyes because your eyes are brand new eyes. They're different eyes. They're not the ones that you had at the beginning. Uh, when, you, uh, when you hear people, and even though like their words might not be the best words, and they might insult us, or they might say something that is negative, you learn to recognize that it, that is the ignorance, that is the darkness and there is no point on validating any of that by letting it affect us Uh, one of my the greatest lessons i ever learned was from one of my teachers Um, um, i was overhearing a student that approached her 
and ask her, um, oh, I hope not to offend you. And I have like for this question, but blah, 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 blah. I don't even remember what the question was. Right. But my, the, my teacher said, uh, oh, you couldn't possibly offend me. And I heard that and I got so triggered. Like, who does she think she is? That's right. what I thought. Right, so right. I, I, I wasn't even part of the conversation and I was like utterly offended right, right, for, right. No, for no reason. Right. Then, okay, the day went on and um, I, I kept practicing doing yoga and suddenly it hit me. It came back like in the middle of nowhere when I was doing yoga again some weeks later. And I realized what she had done. Like by not being offended basically means that she doesn't want to give uh, power away to anybody outside of her to make it feel anything less than she is. And I did the complete opposite. <laughs> that situation. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> and also, and I think even most important, uh, we have um, in this culture, like a way of um, speaking to other people, to talking to other people, and mm -hmm. to make everything so defined when it's so needless to define everything in that in that way so uh, we if you look at the dictionary we have pretty much a word for every single uh type of crime you know because they're so specific therefore crime becomes common it's that common so we have that many words yeah. and in other cultures like in tibet like you were talking before yeah. uh, they don't have that you know they might have like a general word for that but most of the negative words are gone from that language because they don't they don't want to embrace that type of uh vibration yes yeah. you know yeah. but we are so quick to tell someone that made a mistake okay you are a criminal you are this you are that right. and when enough people use that type of language right we are basically taking away that person's chance of redemption. You know, they might think they'll be, uh, they won't be able to change mm -hmm. because they feel so judged by that. They say, okay, everyone's going to think I'm a criminal anyway, so I might keep on doing what I'm doing. Why change? Right, right. But when we see people from a perspective of love, and a perspective of love is to understand that God is part of that person too. Mm -hmm. We understand that the bad actions that that person may have are not a reflection of God. So they're not a reflection of the true quality of that person. Right. And when we see that, and when we realize that, it is really up to you how, to, how you feel about the situation because you have all the power. You know that person is unconscious and you know you are conscious. Mm -hmm. So it is a matter of exercising your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it's not just on that issue, but on any issue. If you are the conscious part, you are the part with the responsibility to act consciously. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I loved hearing how it's, it's kind of 
shifted you and how it's helped you see the world differently. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I was, a, I mean, I was attracted to Kundalini naturally. And then when I really started researching it, I, I was really interested in like how you're kind of saying like the core beliefs and how it helps change the core beliefs and how it can help you change your internal world. And I, I definitely believe this is for sure true on a personal level, but I think on a universal level, like I think everyone can kind of buy into this school. So it's like whatever mm -hmm. is reflected internally is what will be reflected externally. And so Kundalini, which I think we can go a little deeper into some things too, uh, really helps target mind, body, and spirit in these very specific like ways. Um, yogi, tell me if I'm saying it right or wrong. Bhajan. Mm -hmm. Yogi okay. Bhajan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there we go. Bhajan, there we go. Um, he's the one who founded Kundalini Yoga, yes. Um, I mean, he founded Kundalini Yoga as thought by Yogi Bhajan. Yeah. Um, but all yoga is Kundalini Yoga. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Very good. Um, and so, yeah, just this incredible way of, of tapping into these different levels of consciousness. Um, so I kind of wanted to go into more specifics about Kundalini Um because I'm sure a lot of people listening, there's just so many different types of, of yoga philosophies and different practices. It's, it's endless, right? Um, so a lot of people hear Satnam and Kundalini. I think that's, you know, that's like the greeting and it's used in a lot of songs. And um, so what, what does that mean? Can you want to explain that to people? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, Satnam is Sat means truth. Nam means name or identity. So essentially, if you want the short version, is truth is my identity. Uh, if you want a little bit of a longer version, it is that unique quality that makes you you. Mm -hmm. That uh, unique quality that nobody else has because it's unique to you because you have a unique... Um, uh, DNA, uh, unique genetic makeup, and you have a perspective of the world, of the universe, that is unique to you. You're the only one that can turn the light on from that angle. Yeah. So when, when we dare to fulfill the prophecy of what it means to be us, mm -hmm. that is Satnam. That's when, the, when we find the truth in the identity beautiful yeah really um honoring the self i love that and uh, not in mm -hmm. a stoic way um mm -hmm. most of us are very familiar with how to do that <laughs> our, oh yes yeah our the western culture cultivates uh particular flavors of um you had mentioned it the other night when we did a class, like, for example, competition or power or fear or lust or greed. Um, and in the end, all these energies are very draining and exhausting and mm -hmm. they're not nurturing. 
and they're not mm-hmm. sustainable. Um, and and the funny thing is that it takes the same amount of energy to do something in a positive way than in a negative way. This is absolutely true. Absolutely. Yeah, and so this makes me think, I was kind of thinking about, um, so there's like a, the yogic philosophy and then um, there's the practices, which you were mentioning the other night, that comes in the form of mudras, mantras, and... Um, I'm not, what's the third one? I'm forgetting. Asanas, mudras, mantras, bandhas. Yeah. Um, yeah, many, many other things. Pranayam. Yeah, yeah. And so, and correct me if I'm wrong, but every every kundalini class you go to is, is never the same, right? It's never the same. I mean, typically most classes follow um, the same type of a structure. Yes, yes. But... But it's never the same. Yeah, yeah. The we practice uh, kriyas, which are uh, pre um, pre-established sets of asanas combined with other yogic techniques that are um, performed precisely um, for a specific amount of time or whatever the instructions are. And they have a specific uh, biological effect on the body. So you have different kriyas that can be for your kidneys or your skin or depression or addiction. And there are thousands of them. So we typically do one of those that is mostly yoga combined with uh, meditation. And we have many different types of meditations that serve different purposes. So uh, we work the class around that. And yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you're gonna you're gonna give us some nuggets of of practice here, practices here in a second. Um, but I I have to say, you know, for anyone who's never tried it before, who's never, you know, you I mean, there's a, in this digital age, you could literally just get on YouTube right now and look up kundalini yoga and there you go in the in the comfort of your home you can start going through practices um Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's super energizing i feel way more grounded after i do like um i particularly like it because of the breath work practices um correct with the movement and i really enjoy actually the the mantras because it taps into the spiritual aspect and I feel more connected with the divine. So it really hits on these multiple levels that most of us are looking for. All of us want to feel healthier. All of us want to feel happier. Who doesn't want to feel more divine when they wake up in the morning, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so I feel like Kundalini really is um, is an an incredible uh, practice that just packages all of these things. Um, so yeah, what are what are uh, what are some practices that you can share with our audience that they could start today? You know, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't they don't need anything fancy. They just need this instruction, and they can get some benefit. Sounds good. So I think the most important lesson there is to learn about something like quick that we can do yeah. is breathing. So um, when we breathe, we tend to be very shallow. So we have to try to, uh, to breathe more fully. And how do we do that? We have to uh, wake up the lower section of our lungs. 
by making room for its expansion. So as we breathe fully, we close our eyes and we try to come down a little bit and we start inhaling through the nose and letting the abdomen expand out and feeling the lower portions of the lungs first. So that belly's out all the way and then we keep inhaling and then it's gonna start to go up to the chest and the chest will lift and we're going to hold the breath in there when it's at its maximum capacity for a few seconds, whatever is comfortable. And then we start exhaling through the nose very slowly, very controlled, as slow as we can. And we start the process again, maybe for just a few breaths, inhaling as slow as we can and exhaling as low as we can, holding in the middle. And as we inhale, to know that we're not just inhaling, but we are inspiring ourselves to become something more. That's another word for inhale, is to inspire. Mm -hmm. And as we exhale, another word for that is to expire. A part of you that no longer serves your purpose, it's expiring with that breath. And then you're new. You're reborn into whoever you want every moment. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. Yes. And so, you know, the breath is, is something that's used. Gosh, I feel like nowadays in everything, you know, it's in so many practices and it's so, um, it's incredible what just changing your breathing can do to your body and it is your mind feeds into that and it's like you know we all get tripped up and we can feel triggered and then if you come back to your breath over and over and over again you have a home you have a place to come back to um, and that the breath is definitely uh, something to it's simple yet not to be underestimated by um, and it's something that is inside of us we don't have to go anywhere we don't have to ingest anything exactly um, so. to breathe properly is to open the windows to the temple you know and let the beautiful air come in and circulate so that we're always new we never become stagnant mm -hmm. right. you know i have to say I really, I just, I love the way you describe things. It just, I just, it just occurred to me, like, you're just so poetic. You, you're almost like, I, I never met Rumi. I don't even know if I know what he looks like. <laughs> but <it's> like <laughs> your essence is very Rumi. Like, you just, everything you describe is just handled with uh, so much care and, and just beauty. And it's, it's awesome. So, Every time you speak, you see that I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This is awesome. So, hey, tell our audience, you know, I don't, I don't know if you got uh, 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 like a, let's start off with where can they find your classes? Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I'm currently teaching in. Uh, Tucson, Arizona. It's at um, 
yogaforalltucson.org. Uh, if you want to look it up, currently we're not having classes at the studio, but if you go to that link, uh, you can find uh, my class there, which is uh, 6.30s on Thursdays. Um, and yeah, we can do some Kundalini yoga online. Yes, and I will post the link uh, below on this podcast. And I have to say, uh, I had the pleasure of being convened with Charm uh, on sometime last week on Tuesday night. And it's great even online. So don't hesitate just because it's not in person. And right now, we don't really have a choice. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, with, with the new norm, as I'm, as I'm beginning to call it. So, uh, and do you have, um, are you doing any other classes? I know. Um, we, we started a class that you're doing in the Tucson Ayahuasca community with more details to be released about that. And I was, mm-hmm. are you personally doing any other classes online? Yeah. No, currently I'm not doing other classes online. I'm very new to the whole online thing. Okay. I I don't have any type of social media and I'm never online on anything. So uh, I'm getting used to that world too. <laughs> Okay, well, this is so great. Um, I'm so grateful that you made time today on your Sunday. And uh, any any last wise words for our audience? Sorry, what? I said any last wise words for our audience. Um, I have a question that I was thinking about it myself last night. (laughs) So my question to the audience is, why does the tree live if not to bloom? And I wish you all joy and happiness. Thank you, Satnam, Satnam. Thank you, Satnam. Thank you so much for listening, um, everybody. And feel free if you have questions, comments, or you want to reach out to Karan, um, if I have this information posted below. And as always, remember why you can